Welcome to episode number 55 of the Friday Nightmares podcast. On this episode, we are continuing our horror movies from around the world, and this episode, we are doing Scottish horror. So, who knows? Will we run into Duncan McLeish? It's a possibility. (laughs) Like the only Scottish person we know, right? (laughs) With the most Scottish name ever. (laughs) Like, honestly. Um, And... I guess with him, I'll just say with him, I'll just introduce myself. And with Scotty, as always, is Heather Powell coming to you today from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada. And I always, as as always, thank you for being here. So excited to be at episode 55. Thank you, Scott, for rotating this whole themes around me and my needs and my traveling and my privilege. Uh, Because now we're looking at Scottish horror, though it's the one country I'm not going to, even though it is directly connected to England. I guess I could drive up there, maybe look for Nessie, um, be like, (laughs) Nessie, where are you at? Maybe look for, I would probably be more likely to find Duncan. Um, he runs a lot though. He runs a lot in this treadmill and he's got like two kids and stuff. He's, he's a busy man and he's running summer series. I show up and I'm like, look, Duncan, I'm really serious about summer series. Okay. I'm here to learn. (laughs) I'm here in person to learn. I came all the way to Scotland to learn about summer series. Um, Duncan McGee, Duncan, Duncan McGee from what is it? Podcast under the stairs. Yes. Yeah. And many, many other shows. And, and stuff he does with Bo and summer series and And Watson and and all the shit he does. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. (laughs) By the way, I didn't, I realized because you just kind of jumped, jumped into it, but I didn't even do my intro. Wow. Okay. Back. Sorry. Everyone, so, Scott needs to do his intro. <laughs> so I, for the it's first a, time it's, it's important, Heather. This is Scott Crawford, and he's going to do his intro. <laughs> so, coming to you from the town of Swartz Creek, in the county of Genesee, in the state of Michigan, in the United States of America, in the North American continent, in the Western Hemisphere, on the planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy, fully vaxxed, boosted, and waxed, and ready to climax. And if you can, please get me wet, feed me after midnight, and I'm the man with the glorious beard, Mr. Smoke Show Crawford. And he likes to eat haggis. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yes no you know what we should do since we both watched jackass last night we should be like i this is scott crawford and this is we're gonna make a podcast welcome to jackass, <laughs> welcome to jackass. <laughs> uh, johnny knoxville so anyway I'm, this is not horror related but both uh scotty and i watched half of uh jackass forever last night and let me say like i don't know how half of those dudes are still alive after all the shit they've gone through over the years you say it's not horror but what they do to their bodies is pretty horrific it is and johnny knoxville's steve-o man but bam wasn't in it because he's apparently like yeah he not good yeah he was obligated to or he was like contractually obligated to stay clean and he could not stay clean man that's shitty that is sad, but you know what? Addiction's a horrible thing, right? It and is. once it gets a hold of you, that's it. 
kind of like 2022 movies. Once they get a hold of you, that's it. Right and that's what happens, right? Um, before we get into that, anything you want to share with the class, Scott? Usually we do an intro of stuff, but honestly, nothing that exciting happened. Neither one of us has gone to the X yet. Uh, yep, hopefully we'll go tonight. Yep, I'll say I'm going tonight. I already looked at the times. I will be going probably about two afters our, after our recording is done. Nice. And depending on how I feel, I may do a double feature tonight because uh, that other film, Uma or Uma, is also playing. So Uno? Is Uno playing tonight? Yes, Uno. <laughs> Draw four. People are playing fucking Uno for two hours. <laughs> but sounds no, like I, some horror movies we've seen. That would probably be better than some movies we've watched. That's true. Right? But I, I may do a double th- feature and uh, pull a Jeremy Jeremy Freeman from Twenty Two Shots of Boots and Horror, and yeah, just make an evening of movies in the theater tonight. Who knows? Fuck! Look at you name dropping. Usually it's me that name drops, and you're just fucking <laughs> all over this shit tonight. I'm on um, fire. You're on fire, Scotty. Uh, Scotty's visit to come see me is coming up soon. Ooh, yes, that's uh, the most exciting thing. Yep, we. Uh, you all will have one more episode after this and that to hear and pretty much by the time you guys hear it i will be driving to canada to ontario canada thank you yeah scott (laughs) you know better you know better i mean i'm not lying when i say i'm driving to canada either too when i cross the border boom i'm in canada yeah it's true it's true you're only an hour away from the border so it's very very convenient scotty and i are so blessed that way unlike you know we can't drive and just see Tim Davis and Daniel Daniel Luffy oh, from man, that would be so amazing. Horror for Dummies. And it's a shame because um we would beat their asses and take those tag team belts back from them to the rightful owners in North America. Yeah, and did you Australia. hear did you hear uh, Tim Davis talk smack about you on no. the last episode again? No. Was it the Razor Ramont one or was it no, the it was, No, it was the regular uh horror for What did he episode. say? I tried to find it, but I couldn't hear it. What did he say? It was like in the beginning, but he was like, you know, that uh rude bitch uh Heather Powell <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> he said it he like he, he pretty much just brought up repeated what Daniel said. <laughs> nice. Why Tim, you upset because Scott and I are gonna take your belts away. Is that why? Maybe we're going to take those belts and we're going to beat your asses with the belts. Maybe if you were a friend, Tim, and you had us on your show, um, maybe you're just scared, though. I don't blame you. I'd be scared, too. This is the Friday Nightmares Appreciation Society. (laughs) Every person who's not a wrestling fan right now has no idea what we're talking about. (laughs) But if you are a wrestling fan right now and you watch AEW, you know exactly what we're talking about. And we're very nice, very evil. We're their evil. We're, we're podcaster entertainers. Yes. <laughs> man, I'm loving that in AEW right now, man. Oh, man. Like, so good. AEW's so good. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, because sometimes wrestling and horror goes hand in hand, and you're not watching AEW, it is it is the Bob Diggs. Uh, check it out. Yeah, they've been building great storylines, and uh, like unlike WWE, they continue to build storylines. They've even had like they've had long bur- running storylines that are continuing still, and it's freaking awesome. I mean, yeah, you know, it's wrestling, so the stories are all fairly predictable, but it's still yeah. just so entertaining. <laughs> so are half of the horror movies we watch. What difference does it make? It's not like True. you watch some of these horror movies and you're like, I don't know what's going on, man. They're paranormal investigators and they're going to a haunted house. Oh, fucking true. <laughs> Actually, I need to give a shout out to somebody. A big shout out to our listener, David Scott, who is from Australia, who reached out to me who shot his shot on Facebook Messenger and sent me a very, very kind message on um, how much he enjoys listening to Scott and I, uh, how he's enjoyed listening to me on other shows. 
And, you know, he's, he's made a couple jokes about my drinking and I've realized how I painted myself on this show. Oh, right? you like totally I, have. I painted myself like I'm a real good time girl, um, a good time gal. I don't know, whatever, that I'm a real good time. And I am, oh, I am, let me assure you, but I, I really have like presented that I party a lot harder than I do. Like, you know, last night I, I had a couple of drinks. I went over to my girlfriend's place, hung out with her and her kids. I didn't drink there because I don't like drinking in front of children. Right. And then I came home and had some drinks and watched Jackass Forever and watched Back to the Future. Like that was my Friday night. Like I I definitely present because every once in a while I have these weekends where I do go like crazy. Like last weekend I went out to a club and the person I went with, I won't embarrass this person by saying their name, but they got so drunk we couldn't stay at the club anymore. And I had to basically throw them into the fucking taxi cab. And the taxi cab as we were leaving Scotty. So we're leaving this club, right? And like the person I'm with is fucking sloshed, like just just gone, right? Like I'm pretty buzzed too, but I'm not as gone as they are. And I'm pushing him into the cab to just get him in there. And like this, it was a minivan, and this driver didn't even wait till we had our seatbelts on and like can turn the corner. Like we went flying. I went flying into the van door. Wow. The other person I was with went flying into my seat and my phone went everywhere and my clutch fell on the floor and i could tell the cab driver was like oh shit probably should have done that <laughs> oh that is hilarious but yes i do and i will be uh my pre-birthday weekend i will be partying when scotty comes up here we will be partying so oh yeah we will all the rumors are true yeah um but yeah so thank you david david also had some very kind things to say about yeah, thank scott you, david. Um, and we really appreciate your support. So, and I appreciate the fact that he responds to my messages. Uh, thank you, David, for not ghosting me. For being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really, he's a really cool dude. If we ever, well, I do plan on making it out to Australia. Apparently David will probably be more excited to see me than Tim Davis, considering oh. when I told him I wanted to come to Australia, his, he didn't, he was like, cool. Is Scott coming? Like, wow. <laughs> but well, you know I mean- what? I can't blame him. I mean, we are boyfriends. And you are the smoke show. Like, I don't know. If I had a choice between me or you going to visit, I I get why they would choose you, honestly. (laughs) No, I'd be pretty boring. Like, you're the more fun one. I I think they think you're the more fun one. (laughs) I think that's what they think it would be until you got there. You guys are like, and you're like, you guys, um, let's play Magic Tim, but we want dogs. No, that would be something I would bring up to Luffy, because I know Luffy would probably be like, I'm down to play Magic. Tim would be like, fucking nerds. (laughs) Tim would be like, I'm going to go watch Josh for the 18th billion time. Get the best movie ever. (laughs) So he has sweet memorabilia. Like, honestly, we have such a crush on Tim and Daniel. It's embarrassing. Like, we went through a stage where all we did was talk about exploding heads. We're just, like, fucking teenage girls reading YM magazines at 17, <laughs> gossiping about our, like, favorite idols. That's what this show uh, is at Friday Nightmares. And occasionally calling out horror listener or horror listener, podcast listeners like David, who are supportive and don't ghost Heather. So, be a David, don't ghost. Be like um, Phil Ray. Or Phil Ray, who messages me, too. Oh, Phil Ray. He's so cute. I love Phil. I'm totally going to go to Brazil one day and make poor, poor decisions. <laughs> I cannot wait to have like, a night. Or Heather and poor decisions. Oh, like that's just mm. a daily occurrence, right? Like, especially in Brazil. Like, and Phil, like, yet again, I know, I know Phil, I am not Phil's type, but fuck, he's hot. Like, he really is. Uh, you and Phil should get together. 
you should Ooh. honestly like phil you could you could do worse than phil like let's be real here oh i no no phil like honestly you'd be you'd be shooting like a 10 out of 10 on that one <laughs> yeah no no phil i'd be shooting above my level on that like <laughs> you know, we both would be <laughs> like there's us and then there's phil <laughs> we're like we're like solid fives <laughs> phil's like a 10 <laughs> Uh, that's okay we're fives together so yep. scott and well, i make each other feel better about it i was it. gonna say two fives equal a ten. Oh, that's right together we're a 10 anyway on more oh and big shout out to dave c dave c has done some soul stuff for exploding heads we all know we're a big fan here of exploding heads podcast our floating heads horror movie podcast and uh dave got sick there for a little bit with covid but he's feeling better now so thank you dave um, for reaching out and a big shout out to, to Sander Kane as well for his awesome feedback that he always gives yes. us on our show. Thank you, Sander. Love you. Uh, appreciate you all guys are all the best. We love right. you, Sander. All right. Let's get into these 2022 movies. Um, all right. I think the first ready? one is one that I have not seen. You know why, Scott? Because you I am the, the, <laughs> I'm the leader of this podcast. <laughs> I'm the leader of the pack. All right. This movie that we're going to talk about is one that was dropped on Shutter. Uh, about a month and a half ago, I would say. It is called All the Moons. It is a 102 minute runtime. And <laughs> basically, it's about a little girl who is rescued from an orphanage by a mysterious woman and they live in the forest. Um, hmm. This movie has a 3.5 rating on Letterboxd. And I think this movie is extremely well done. It was well acted, it was well filmed. Uh, there was definitely a good storyline here, but I agree with Tim Davis that I didn't cry where I felt like I was supposed to cry. That being said, uh, it wasn't for me. I found it a little slow, but I would not be surprised if this movie wasn't on people's top tens at the end of the year. It okay. just wasn't my jam. I think you may like it a little more, Scott. But you got to be in a mood to really pay attention and watch is my advice. Um, there's not too much I want to say on it because I would give some pretty big spoilers away. But it's a decent film. One of a, one of the more decent ones that Shutter has picked up. Just not my thing. And I've said it a couple of times, but you can find it on Shutter, Shutter Amazon Children, Children <laughs> Channel. Yes, Shutter Amazon Children. Shutter Amazon Children, the new channel by Amazon. Try the trial now. It's it costs Good less because it's children. It's only four ninety nine. <laughs> no one can see how red my face is now. It looks mm, like a tomato. Um, so we're in fine. We couldn't even get Scott's audio working with my audio for the first twenty yeah. minutes oh. of us trying to record. Yeah, so hopefully my audio is coming out fairly well. Yeah, I'm using someone else's headset, so I don't know the sound quality. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know anything. We don't know much, but I know Scott should watch this movie. Um, so yeah. Anyway, it's on the shutters. If you got the shutter, any of the shutters, including children's shutter, check it out. <laughs> oh. It's a great, it. great film. Uh, you probably will dig it more than I did. So we'll move to the next one. I think you want to say a little thing first, though, before we uh, talk about it. Oh, about uh, something that happened uh, yes. last night? Last last night, late last night, unfortunately. All right. So uh, we have to say, because this is all ties into this movie, but uh, rest in peace to Taylor Hawkins, the drummer from Foo, from Foo Fighters. Uh, yeah, it was just announced last night that like I started seeing posts about him passing away at the age of 50. So that is very, very sad. That's still, that's really young. Yeah, um, too young, too young. But uh, the reason we bring him up is because we watched Studio 666, which is 
a Foo Fighters horror film, and he was one of the funniest characters in the movie too. He was like great. he did a great job. Like for just for being musicians that don't really have much in acting, I found everyone did a pretty fun job. Like you could tell they basically did it. They did this movie knowing what it was and just rolled with it and had a lot of fun. It's basically like, I would compare this to Evil Dead meets uh, Deathgasm. Like it's it's a kind of combination of those two, but it's basically the Foo Fighters are playing themselves and they are uh, going to this abandoned house to record their new album. And obviously Dave Grohl is kind of struggling, like trying to think of some new stuff. There's a lot of funny one-liners in there where he starts playing uh, Everlong and they're going, dude, we've already done that song. It's Everlong. Ah, damn it. Oh, that's right. So he goes back to the drawing board. Well, he finds like these uh, hidden tapes that uh, kind of like show this uh, different sound that he really digs. So he starts having the band start playing this uh, song and well, it just kind of awakens the demon that possesses him and chaos happens from there. It is over the top gory, uh, very cheesy with its dialogue, very B movie ish, but it is so much fucking fun. It is so much fun. The movie is Studio 666. Um, I said it's that a, Oh, did you? Okay. It's a 108 minute runtime. You didn't say that earlier. I did not. Yeah, Scott. I feel like this movie, it reminds me a lot of the Beatles when they made Hard Day's Night and Help and when the Spice Girls made Spice World. Only I do think that this one did it the best out of all the groups making a movie. You know, they didn't take themselves fucking seriously. Like, I think if you go to watch this movie, go in thinking the Foo Fighters, who are not actors, made a silly haunted house film. And you'll be just fine. Yeah. The gore in it is actually pretty good. Uh, Dave Grohl is actually pretty funny. <laughs> there's some funny shit. He, like there's one part where he goes off like he's a pre-Madonna or pre-Donna or whatever it is. Yeah. Madonna. It's pretty fucking funny. Like it's, I don't know. I thought this movie was jokes. Like oh, straight out jokes. Um, yet again, if you're not into Foo Fighters or maybe you're not into this kind of silliness, it may not be the movie for you. Uh, if you are into this kind of thing, maybe having a toki toki and some drinky drinky may help you enjoy this movie a little bit more. Um, I or wish if I was you're a fan of like the splatter gore flicks, like Evil Dead, Deathgasm, and all that uh, stuff. Or just smoke a lot of pot, and I think you'll enjoy this film quite a bit. Um, I wish I was high watching it. I think it would have made it even better. Um, I mean, watching it's... anything stone makes everything better. Yeah, but like this here would have been even better. Like, there's a scene where like some guy, one guy in the band. Also, I was shocked at how many dudes are in this band. Did you know there was that many members in the fucking Foo Fighters? Mm-hmm. I've seen them live. Oh, okay. See, I was watching. I'm like, how many fucking people are in this goddamn group? Like, I only knew Dave Grohl. Apparently, there's a lot more of them. Um, and there was a part where, like, the one guy's, like, bang the other guy's grandmother and they're... <laughs> reliving it in their heads and shit like and there's a really funny sex scene that occurs and they talk about groupies and shit like it's funny like it's a funny film uh i had a good time with it Uh, it's available right now for rent so you can get it on uh apple i apple itunes which is not a thing itunes um google play (laughs) google movies why am i saying google play google movies (laughs) voodoo and youtube i think it's also available on cineplex here in canada so i think if you walk into it knowing what you're walking into it's fine like if you know that you're going to be watching the food fighters fuck around for like an hour and a half almost two hours it's fine probably could have been shorter but it is what it is i don't think it's gonna be on anyone's top 10 maybe it will i don't know maybe this was a real hitter for some people the gore and it wasn't bad so who knows i was like maybe in my top 10 it's it's my type of film so you know what it is your type of film like that's a really good point 
Now, this next one, did you watch Hellblazers already? Yes, I need to read the synopsis because I remember it, but I don't remember what it was about. Okay. Oh, you're not talking about it? Oh, I thought you were going to, sorry. I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> well, anyway, I watched Hellblazers. I think this is the weaker of the 2B, 2B movies. So this is available on 2B. It's an 84-minute runtime. I felt like it was really cheaply made, to be honest with you. I got the mm. whole small town feel they were going with, and Tony Todd's in it for 50 seconds. But yeah, he's the big he, cover. Yeah, piece. like he's barely in the movie. Like, honestly, I think he's in it for 10 minutes, and that's it. And that would yeah, be generous. They should have had Adrian Barbeau on the cover because she was, yeah, in the she film. was in it way more and had way more of a role in it. It was, it was fine, you know, for, for what it was supposed to be for Tubi. It was fine. Do I recommend watching it? No. Um, I still think the Tubi movies are average. You know, they're not bad. I kind of put them like uncorked films. Yeah. You know, like they're just, which we haven't seen a lot of this year, have we? Not yet that I've noticed. Right. So we'll be, we might have to replace uncorked with Tubi this year or in our awards if we don't get enough uh, uncorked films. So this is available on Tubi. If you are, you know, looking to round out your horror movie list, I would say watch it. If you really have a thing for cults, watch it but i don't think it's a must watch by any stance so yeah i'll say it was it for free one time watch it was fine this yeah is there right and have you seen this next one nope the next two i have not like the well yeah the next one i have not seen and the second one i have not finished okay so tenement 66 uh it's an 84 minute runtime i believe it's a thai film it's basically about some teenagers who got in trouble and went to jail and came out and they're trying to quote unquote get their life together. But of course, crime always follows you. And these teenagers kind of engage in a crime and they find out something that they shouldn't. And there's some ghost stuff in it. There's some bad people in it. It's actually a very good, some people might say it's a thriller. I think it's definitely a horror. It's running, as I said, at an 84 minute runtime. It doesn't overstay its welcome, but it is subtitled. Um, the kids in it are pretty good. Everything's pretty believable. The ending's a little hokey, but if you enjoy, uh, you know, I would like to say hauntings mixed with, you know, like tigers are not afraid kind of theme, like right. a little bit of ghost stuff and a little bit of actual real people that are bad, then this might be a movie for you. I don't know. It is available on iTunes, Cineplex, and Amazon. So if what I said is your thing, then I would say a three ninety nine five ninety rent ninety nine rental is sufficient. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and now I'll just keep going because some of us. Hey. I was playing catch up on the films that you recommended to me from the last couple of weeks. Whatever, Scotty, whatever. The next one is called The Bunker Game. It also dropped on the Shuddy and it is a 19... And on Children's Shutter too. On Children's Shutter as well. <laughs> the new channels that Scott and I are starting. It's going to have movies like Solo. Um, only for kids. Yeah, only for kids. So Serbian film, um, Poughkeepsie po- po- tapes, right? Yeah. Poughkeepsie tapes. Uh, see what else could we find that's super offensive i'm sure we'll find some other ones human centipede absolutely all three of them definitely some family favorites that you can sit down and watch as a family uh but back to the bunker game so the bunker game is basically about larping i swear to god it's like scott's fantasy come to life honestly like did you? i was waiting for this you watched you watched half this movie so far right yeah were you like oh my god uh i was except for i would not be larping being nazis Yes. So, okay. And here's the thing about the LARPing with being Nazis. Okay. So they're Nazis, right? And 
there's a black guy there and like he's announcing stuff so i don't know how anyone like i hope everyone put it together this live action right away because it would make no sense an individual who's black would be involved with nazis right um at all so anyway they're larping this whole like it's this whole setup it's obviously a very professionally run event um and then it kind of turns into a murder mystery ghost thing I really enjoyed the first half. I found the second half really dropped down for me. Um, I didn't find the delivery as good. I found I didn't really care about what was happening to the characters that much towards the end. Um, It really kind of lost me personally. Now, Scotty hasn't seen it yet fully, but what is his thoughts so far? So far, the first half, eh, second half, getting my interest a little more, but we'll see if that continues. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts. I wish you would finish this because I think it would be interesting to hear what you think. Um, yeah, I wasn't an overly huge fan, but you know what? You can't win them all, Shutter. You can't win them all, Shutty. Just move the children, Shutter. Um, definitely yeah. Nazis are a great theme that kids should be watching. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. 100% Absolutely. agree. <laughs> right there. So you can, this is, uh, by the way, I'm not the only one that feels this way. It has a 1.8 rating on Letterboxd. So watch at your own risk. I don't know. If you want to see like live action role play and like murder mystery kind of shit, it's, it may be for you. It just wasn't my thing. So you can find it on The Shutters. The Shutters. The Shutters. All The Shutters. All right, so the next one I can actually talk about. <clears throat> so Finally. the next one is called Master, and it's uh, about an elite New England university built on the site of a Salem-era gallows hill. Three Black women strive to find their place. Navigating politics and privilege, they encounter increasingly terrifying manifestations of the school's haunted past and present. Uh, this is an Amazon Prime or Amazon Video one uh, produced by Amazon and everything. Um, has, what's her name? Regina Hall, I believe it is. Yeah, Regina From Hall. Scary Movie playing like a very serious role which holy crap i she's as soon as i've seen her i'm going okay this is gonna be silly no she went full serious i'm like bravo she's got some good acting chops yeah she's Um, a good actress i will say this movie was very well acted uh had me intrigued by the story um the ending kind of fell flat for me a little bit like i just it wasn't what i was hoping it to be and it just kind of like i think that's kind of what it brought down for me but like i as soon as i watched this i was going i gotta tell heather about this because i know this is gonna be right up her alley for many reasons mm-hmm. and then i already seen that she had watched it and then i was like okay yep and i knew she probably really dug it and what were your thoughts First of all, Darren Wilson from the Psychosomatic Podcast, if you are listening, I want to cover this movie with you. Oh, that'd be a good one. I think this is a very good movie to talk about. This movie was made for people that work at post-secondary institutions. Um, I work at a post-secondary institution and this movie intrigued me greatly because of that. I do not think this is a strong horror film. No. I would argue it's definitely more of a political film. Um, and it's a hundred percent accurate. So for anyone out there who watches this and goes, oh, that doesn't happen. Yeah, it does. I've fucking watched it happen in meetings that I've been in with people that are black. So I've watched those comments been said, I've seen it happen. It does. And institutions like post-secondary institutions, I work at one that I can tell you this is very much white and there's white privilege. And I know people get all like, no, what's white privilege? I'm not privileged, but (laughs) we are. When you're white, life has been built around European settlers in this country, as well as Australia, England, Ireland, you know, (laughs) Scotland. There's a lot of places 
and I'm just naming the English speaking countries there, United States, there's a lot of countries where being white is puts you ahead. It does. There's, there's no debate about that. You can think it's wrong all you want. Well, you're wrong. It does. It makes a difference. And I think what this movie does is it explores it though. I think masquerading as a horror movie wasn't the best, even though there is some horror elements to it. It's not well, well enough. Um, I don't think it's done well enough to consider itself a horror film, but I do think the political landscape of it leaves something to be discussed so much so that um, I do work with a woman in my department who is black. And, you know, I, I said to her, I'm like, I watched this movie and, you know, being a white woman, I don't feel like I can fully understand if this is a hundred percent your experience or anyone's experience who's black. And she said something really honest to me. She said, you know, Heather, I'm going to watch it. And there is a different experience. We actually have, so she's part of a black faculty and staff member group. So that was a group that just recently was created. Now this is in Canada. Okay. This is in, you know, Ontario, Canada. So at the university I work at, they've created a black um, faculty and staff group and they meet once a month to talk about their experiences and, whatever, whatever they've experienced on campus. And she doesn't feel comfortable putting it in her calendar because she's afraid of what people will think. And my director was in this conversation as well, too. The three of us were online. I'm like, you mean you're afraid of what the white people will think? And she said, yeah, I am. Wow. And I, I called it out because I'm like, no, like, let's own it. Like an individual from any cultural, like I shouldn't have to be worried if I put in like meeting a women into my calendar you know but and people could be like well i wouldn't put meeting of white people well that's because white people run the world like that's, that's right. why like and it's and it's true and you know you look at any post-secondary institution across canada the united states it's it's mostly white men in power second white women and then occasionally and you're seeing it a little bit more now is people of different colors and different nationalities sometimes um tokenism occurs because of that so anyway this is very much a political heavy movie i don't think it's a strong horror film at all but i would say if you're interested in politics if you're interested in seeing what systematic racism is or an example of it an example of the difference of privilege and how systems are built for different people which they are this isn't a debate this is how the world works um it's a great movie for that if that's not your thing and you don't want to learn about it then or see it no respect i get that not everyone wants to listen to that it's probably not for you but i do think regina hall does an amazing job in it i do think zoe renee does an interesting job in it um amber gray i think is excellent in it there's some very very strong black actresses in this movie and I think it's it's a really good film, just not a strong horror movie. Um, but Darren Wilson, I want to cover this with you. I think we have a lot to unpack here. Yeah, that is a very good topic for discussion right? on psychosemantic. Right. So I don't know, like, would you would you agree, Scott? Like, do you think it's more for people politically interested than a horror film? Like, I didn't think it was a super strong horror film. Yeah, because you know me, I'm like, I'm kind of in between with a political horror. Like, yeah. I usually I usually like digging deep into it. Um, But I, yeah, I agree 100%. This is like someone that is into politics and their horror films or just in movies in general. This is definitely one to unpack. And yeah, that's one reason I knew that you would love this film for that reason. And then once I realized it was post-secondary, I'm like, oh, this is Heather yeah. written all over it. And it was like, I've sat, as I said, I've seen those conversations happen. Like I've sat in meetings where that same shit has been said, you know? And like my, my coworker went on to say, she's like, you know, it's like how I straightened my hair because I know white people will like that more. Like she mm. was real raw and honest. And 
I think that that's important, right? So I, I was really happy that I was able to bring it up to my coworker and ask for her thoughts on it and she was going to watch it. And who knows, maybe she'll bring it to that group that she meets with and maybe they'll watch it and it will give them something to talk about. Right. Um, like to me, that's more what the message of this movie was than a horror movie. So yet again, if you like a lot of social politicky stuff, I think this movie's for you. That's not your thing. It's not a strong enough horror movie to hold your attention. But if it is your thing, it is available on Amazon. So if you have Amazon, you can check it out. Yep, I definitely recommend watching it. Yeah, absolutely, right? And the next one is one I have not seen. Oh, you haven't seen Off Season? Nope. Okay, Off Season is... (laughs) I don't even know how to describe Off Season. It is an 83-minute runtime. Off Season is basically about a young woman who is going back to a seasonal town that obviously is only really populated during the tourism months and her mother's grave is there and it has been you know vandalized or whatever so they've called her and they've asked her to come and check on the gravesite. so her and I think it's her boyfriend or friend like I don't know who this guy is I assume it's her boyfriend show up at this town and shenanigans occur and things are not what they seem um it's okay uh there's some pretty big plot holes in it there's some pretty big jumpy jumpy there's some cool scenes there's some really cool scenes that are in this one i'll, I'll give the i'll give the director that like they directed some the fuck out of some of these scenes but it's kind of just average um maybe some people will like it more than i did i think if you like the whole i've showed up in, at a mysterious place and I don't know what's going on and all this weird shit's happening and you like possession films, this will probably be up your alley. Um, if that's not your thing, this maybe is one to skip over. Um, but it is available on iTunes, Google Play, Microsoft Store, and YouTube. Yeah, this is one I was going to check out, just haven't got around to it yet. Right. And uh, the next one, I'm going to read the synopsis because, well, I want to double check the synopsis to make sure because this one's very, uh, you got to be very careful to talk about because there's a lot of twists and turns in it that could be spoiler. Yeah. Hold on a second. All right. So the next film we're going to be talking about is The Exorcism of God. An American priest working in Mexico is considered a saint by many local parishioners. However, due to a botched exorcism, he carries a secret that's eaten him alive until he gets an opportunity to face his face his demon one final time. Uh, I was I went into this one because I've seen uh, Jason Lloyd. Uh, I believe his new show is Jason Unleashed that he does that he talks mm-hmm. about new horror films. He watched it and said this is one of the best uh, new age exorcism films that is out there and i still say the cleansing hour is my favorite out of the new age ones Uh, cleansing hour is my all-time favorite it's yeah the movie's amazing personally yeah but uh i have to say when it comes to exorcism films most of them i just really can't get into because it's just retreading the same story over and over Mm -hmm. and over again what this film does though is completely turns the exorcism stuff on its head from the beginning there is this twist that you're going oh shit okay i did not see that happen i did not expect that to happen and then the third act shit gets ramped up crazily and like goes in a once again a direction i did not ever expect to see and i have to say like this film caught me by surprise for many different reasons i found the acting to be good i found uh some of the cgi a little iffy but the practical effects in other areas was really well done and i legit had some very very creepy moments in this film like i just thought it was very fascinating take on exorcisms like this is one that no one i don't think uh i think this is one that you should definitely try to watch for the year this is one of those that's like at least watch it it may not be in your list but this is one that needs to be seen 
Yeah, I wasn't as high on it as Scott was. Um, I did find some of the acting in a little cheesy and some of the stuff boring, but I think it was a new take on exorcism films and I will definitely give the film that. I think it did a good job of connecting what happened at the beginning and the plot twists and stuff in it. I, I think it was good that way. I think the ending was appropriate. I always like it when movies take a different route at the ending. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think definitely, I think if you, if you are definitely, if you like watching exorcism films, I would say watching it, check it out. It wasn't for me necessarily, but Scott dug it. So, you know, like I would say if you're more like me, maybe, you know, one ninety nine rental, if you're more like Scott, three ninety nine five ninety nine rental. Yep. So it's available on iTunes, Google, Cineplex, Microsoft Store, and YouTube. Yeah, because right now this is sitting in my top 10, but obviously that's still way early in the year. But like, I was really impressed with it. Hey, that's cool. You dug it. And now one that we're going to talk about that goes the completely different spectrum here of impressive. I wanted to watch something just dumb and silly, like didn't care if it was going to be good or whatnot, but the cover, I was like, okay, this is going to be ridiculous and I'm all for it. And that is called Crap. <laughs> Crabs. Under the sea. Under the sea. Scott likes it's better. Down where it's wetter. Take it from me. <laughs> he muted himself because he was dying because he was so uh, about crabs. But yes, the movie is called Crabs with an exclamation point. Um, <laughs> and it the cover looks ridiculous. It's uh, basically these uh, mutated horseshoe crabs start attacking people. That like they get radiated and like grow larger. And it it is so dumb, like sci-fi TV channel, like shark style movie where it's just super cheesy, see bad CGI, some ridiculous gore, rid- <clears throat> ridiculous characters. Yeah, some ridiculous characters and uh, like a ridiculous plot. And then by the third act turns into kind of a kaiju slash Mighty Morphin Power Rangers type. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It is so dumb. But at the same time, I was fairly entered. I was, well, I'll say I was more than fairly entertained. It was so dumb and I was entertained by it. Like I was giggling because it's stupid. It knows it's stupid and it's bad, but so damn entertaining. Did it touch you in your special spot? It did. It touched nice. me in my hoo-ha. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just want to watch a bad, cheesy movie about crabs. Right? Not crabs like the STD, everybody. Like, I'll watch a movie crabs. about that, too. <laughs> Killer crabs, the STD. <laughs> oh, man. I'm thinking of so many jokes. We're not going to do them right now. Um, <laughs> so where can people find this bad boy if they want to get some crabs? Uh, let me look, because I have never prepared for that. Because like, I always oh, forget that. That's, that's, you. that's you. We do the same thing 55 um, times. I know. Uh, it is nowhere to watch at the moment. It is nowhere. So you have to wait for the sci-fi specialty that is crabs. It is so a masterpiece. It'll be worth the wait. Coming to a Tubi near you shortly. Yeah, right? <laughs> This is definitely a Tubi film. <laughs> I know already Tubi's going to have it. So just keep searching Tubi, Tubi for crabs. And yeah, you but if you wanted find... uh, what was the one that we did for the summer? Was it Blood Beach or whatever? The one with the uh, tentacles coming out of the uh, yes, sand? Yes. That's kind of like along the lines of what this reminded me of in a way. Oh, man. That's sick. I liked that one. I yeah, had that... a good time with that movie. Yeah, that one I'll say is a little more serious compared to this one. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Sometimes crabs are just crabs, right? right. And they make little it. funny noises. <laughs> that's what we should do our podcast <laughs> shutter for children <laughs> like shutter for children just has watership down on it playing on a fucking roadie 
<laughs> and oh, like God. Bambi's Nightmare mom fuel. dying. Right? Oh, <laughs> welcome to Shutter for Kids. Traumatize your kids for life. <laughs> right. <laughs> or the or the scene from the Never Ending Story where the unicorn dies. It has also that on there yes. too. <laughs> Shutter for kids. Next, no, you'll never be the same again. <laughs> You're scarred for life. That's what I'm going to create. That's it. My new job, Shutter for Kids. <laughs> Everyone that has kids, Darren Wilson, <laughs> I expect your son to sign up for Shutter for Kids. <laughs> anyway. uh, speaking of movies that are not appropriate for kids, I watched an older watch yesterday. Look at Scotty's like leaning back right now. He's got his pussy on his lap with his shaking her tail in his face. He's just living his hashtag best life over here. Always, like always best life. Looking like a pimp, Scotty. Looking like a snack. Yeah. Nom, 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 um, Landmine goes click. So I, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, this movie looks silly. I'll watch this movie. What a dumb title. This movie is fucking heavy. I wish I had watched this movie for films that make us uncomfortable. It would have probably taken out my number one spot. Wow. Um, it starts off with being, you know, three friends go away. On a trip it's a couple and the best friend and uh the one guy accidentally steps on a landmine and things go real bad and there are two movies in one there's actually three movies in one here you get your first set of characters you get your middle set of characters and then you get your ending set of characters and the third act was the hardest thing I've ever had to sit through in the sense that it was very, very intense. There was a scene that happened. I was texting Scott being like, oh my fucking God, dude, you got to watch this movie. And I think I was about to say, don't watch this with Mandy um, because of some of the things in this film were very graphic and violent. And it was upsetting me. And I was like, this is probably something you should watch on your own, Scott. Don't watch it at work. You know, don't watch it with other people. Like I wouldn't even watch it with, I talk about George who watches horror movies with me. I went, I wouldn't watch this with him. Like he would have been super right. uncomfortable. Um, and something happens and I dropped my fucking phone and I put my hands over my mouth and I gasped like, <gasps> like it was, I, and I, you know, Scott and I watch a lot of horror movies. <laughs> we right. watched a lot of shit. We watched a lot of disturbing stuff over the years, especially like Scott before I met, like he watched way more than I did. But since meeting each other, like we're close to over a thousand movies that we've watched first time watches and we've seen some shit, right? Like we've oh, seen yeah. some graphic, gross, upsetting stuff. I was shocked at the end of this movie. And uh, honestly, it has a 2.7 rating on Letterboxd. And I really think it's because not enough people have watched this fucking film. Uh, and, I, and I put that down to the name. Um, this film is, it, it, like at first you're like, ah, oh, it's basic. It's nothing exciting. Watch it till the end. This is 110 minutes that will steal your soul. And by the end of it, I was like, I was, I was so upset that I, I didn't even want to watch any more horror movies yesterday. Yeah. That says a lot. Like, I was just like, you know what? That's enough for today, which says something again. Right. Yeah. So it is available on iTunes prime, which is where I watched it to be. Uh, so, you know, you can watch it for free. I am going to warn you now, this is, there is a rape in it. Um, and there is someone who gets revenge. Um, it is not the person who is raped. It is somebody else. And I, I just want to give that, um, you know, Disclaimer. trigger warning. Yeah. Because 
even though the rape isn't, you know, any rape is bad, just so we're clear, any sexual assault on anybody is bad. Um, they don't show as much in this film, but I would say it's the revenge part that is um, upsetting. Ah, gotcha. Yes. So, um, yeah, fucking good movie. Scotty, I hope you watch it. Just as I said, I, I would not, it, no Mandy, no Tim, no Veronica. Yeah. Um, this is a Scotty only film that you should be watching by yourself. With my, uh, yeah, without my animals too. Why without your animals? I don't want to scar my poor animals. Oh, I was going to be like, <laughs> like your cat's going to get upset. The fucking yeah, movie. I don't, Elizabeth, don't look. Elizabeth, look away, look away, Elizabeth, look away. Um, earmuffs, Elizabeth, earmuffs. I'm assuming you don't have an older watch? No, nope, of course not. Okay. Uh, so we'll break into what's new since I just talked last. I'll let you go. All right. So what I brought to the table for what's new is uh, audiobook or book, whichever you want to look at it that way. I did audiobook because that's all I used to listen to all the time. Uh, but I brought John Dies at the End by David Wong, which which eventually ended up getting turned into a movie by uh, Don Cascarelli, which, Heather, I know you haven't seen it yet, but I highly recommend it because it's fucking insane. Um, Booyah. The book itself, I don't even know how Don Cascarelli read this book and went, oh, this is going to be easy to make into a movie because, holy shit, this book is just off-the-wall nuts and weird. It's almost like uh, David Wong had done a ton of drugs and just said, oh, this will be crazy. Let's do this. But it's basically about these uh, two weird, like, loner, stoner, loser-type characters that somehow get involved with this drug called soy sauce. And when you take this drug, it pretty much opens your mind to different realities and different realms of things that are going on around you. And there are these weird alien-like monsters that are, like, insectile, but have a blonde wig that almost looks like the Karen-type wig and has, like, a scorpion tail. And it produces the soy sauce and it's just very odd it's funny but at the same time you're just going who the fuck thought of this because this is fucking bizarre and strange and it goes in 20 million different directions like it probably has like four stories in one and it just it's it's one of those like i would say it's along the lines of sci-fi and horror and comedy it is it is something that has to be read to be believed. Uh, if you've seen the movie, you've pretty much seen two-thirds of the book. Because oh. the third act of the book, like, Don Coscarelli pretty much almost did, like, he did an amazing job of bringing this book to life. It's just the third act did not happen in the book, or in the movie. Um, but, yeah, I recommend, if you haven't seen the movie, definitely watch the movie. And if you have... Uh, and you haven't read the book, read the book because the book is incredible. It is weird. It is funny. It is something that will make you scratch your head. And there are sequels to this as well. Uh, the next book was this book is uh, this book is full of spiders. Seriously, don't read it. That's what it was titled. And uh, the third book is called What the Hell Did I Just Read? And it follows John and it. Dave through all of them. I love it. I love the titles. Are we going right. to cover the other ones too? Um, I need to finish uh, What the Hell Did I Just Read? But uh, yeah, I'll probably talk about This Book is Full of Spiders next. Well, I'm excited to hear what you have to share, Scotty, as always. Um, for what's new, I want to big, give uh, a big shout out to Jason Gray. Jason Gray is a longtime listener and supporter of us. Jason has always shared really valuable information regarding films and cinema history on our Facebook page. And I didn't know this. Jason was a podcaster. I had no idea that Jason had a podcast until he mentioned that he was bringing back a podcast. So he had a podcast called The Bloodstream. And I guess that was a longer podcast that he used to do. And recently he's gone back to doing blood droplets. 
which is a 20 minute or so episode where he reviews a movie. And I listened to his episode that was dropped on March 21st and he covers the movie Real Cases of the Shadow People. I really enjoyed listening to Jason. Jason is so endearing. He is so sweet. I love the way he reviewed this film. He was very good at kind of setting the stage when he watched the film, why he watched the film, his thoughts throughout the film, and what he thought at the end of it. It was a really, really fun, easy 20-minute listen. I don't want to give away spoilers to what he said because I really would encourage people to check him out. How I was able to listen to it is I downloaded an app called TuneIn, which is where you can find it on there. It's underneath the bloodstream and then blood droplets are the short little episodes. So if you're listening, want to listen to someone who really knows their stuff when it comes to movie reviews and understanding where all different kind of film history comes from and just having a good time and being real and honest when he reviews movies, then check out Jason Gray's new podcast. Um, Jason, thank you so much for listening to us. Hopefully we can help you grow as well too. Um, and I look forward to listening to more episodes. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be having to listen to a show because I, yeah, I want, like you, I didn't realize it until you said something. So yeah, yeah. Uh, got another listener here, Jason. And yeah, once again, thank you for listening to us as well. Yeah, we're all one big happy listening family, aren't we? We are. We're just one big happy group. So we're going to take a brief break and then we're going to come back with our main topic, which we'll be t- discussing Scottish horror. So after these messages, I'll be right back. Cha-cha. Are you sick of the same old stale podcast? Well, then join Vanessa and Darren as they dissect movies of all kinds. The two lifelong cinema lovers bring their favorites, curiosities, and first-time watches to the operating table and inject them with a healthy dose of snark. Then there's the waiting room where they examine books and short stories. So just look for them on Apple Podcasts and where fine podcasts are available. They're part of the Legion Podcast Network. Follow them on Twitter at VD Clinic Pod. Join them on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash VD Clinic Pod. Or email them at vdclinicpod at gmail.com. They're ready to cure what ails you. <laughs> and still, they just might be a little contagious. And welcome back. Uh, we are going to discuss Scottish horror now. Um, horror films. Scott <laughs> Scottish- horror. Scott horror. My horror. <laughs> Which Scott's horror is really scary. <laughs> It is. Like, honestly, I'm really looking forward to going back and seeing his house in a couple of months. I'll be like a paranormal investigator going to a haunted house. Oh my God, it's really haunted. We should do that at one of our houses one day. We like pretend to be paranormal investigators. Like, Did you see that? It moved. Oh my God. We like start shaking shit. It'd be great. Anyway, we're going to we're going to talk about four films that uh, were made in Scotland. Obviously, this is all part of the UK, right? So sometimes the Irish Film Board is involved in it, other film boards. But these are films that are supposed to be based in Scotland. So we have our first one, which I think is pretty well known. Uh, most horror fans have 
I believe, seen this movie or at least heard of it. So, Scott, why don't you uh, bring us in? All right. So the first film we will be talking about is the original The Wicker Man from 1973. Uh, Sergeant Howie arrives on the small Scottish island of Summer Isle to investigate the report of a missing child. A conservative Christian, the policeman observes the resident's frivolous sexual displays and strange pagan rituals, particularly the temptations of Willow, daughter of the island magistrate, Lord Summer Isle. The more Sergeant Howie learns about the islander's strange practices, the closer he gets to tracking down the missing child. Uh, yeah, so I don't think Willow's the... the daughter of Lord Summerside, is she? I thought she was the daughter of the fucking innkeeper. That's, yeah, because yeah, like you even said, like the landlord's daughter, I think it was. Yeah. Or the innkeeper's daughter was the song. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> Scott and I could write a better thing than that. <laughs> well, let's not get too crazy here. Yeah, I'd be like... <laughs> In Shutter Children's and iTunes Apple and English and English <laughs> movies in England. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> oh, perfect. Anyway, so The Wicker Man, 1973. Uh, this is a second time watch for me. How many times Same. have you seen this? Oh, it's twice. Okay. Yep. Um, you know what? The songs the second time around, man, those songs are sexual. Like, even the ones that the kids sing, they're like, and there was a scene in the scene, there was a tree, and then it went inside the woman, then it came from the man. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, this this oh, whole man. uh this whole community is all about the sex. Oh man, they are all, I should live there. I don't even right? know why I haven't moved there yet. <laughs> But um, I do enjoy this movie very much. For a 1973 film, I think it sets up the Christianity piece very strongly with um, Edward Woodward. I'm going to, you know, Sergeant Howie, what a great fucking actor. Like that guy is awesome in this film. He really comes off as a pretentious asshole. And you're really not sure how to feel about him. Um, Maybe it's because I identify with the the pagans more (laughs) because of what they like to do. Well, (laughs) honestly, it's like he's coming there and trying to just... Like, well, you know, I'm going to get kind of uh, religious here, but uh, being uh, the Christian type, trying to force his beliefs on everybody else. He's trying to convert everybody, right? He's trying to be like, you're all going to hell because of your foolery. Um, My God is the real God and what you believe is not right and it's false and it's awful and what you're doing is not right at all. Can't believe you're teaching kids about sex at this age and blah, blah, blah. And like like, graphic sex too. Like it's like (laughs) the man's penis. Like they have like a whole thing. Anyway. They're basically doing sex ed at a very young age. Right. Which I, and again, I don't think it's the worst thing in the entire planet. Right. But I do think they set this up very well. He lands his little water plane. He has found out there's a missing child. So he's coming there to investigate and everyone is friendly enough to him, but you know that they're holding back information. So he's basically arrived at this isolated Island that they rely on whatever resources they have on the Island or that they can bring in to survive. And he's trying to like, there's a sweet shop there, which, okay. Not that this has to do with anything, but when you're that isolated on an island, are you going to be able to have that many sweets? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, are you actually going to have the materials to make that? But that's neither here nor there. So he goes to this woman who owns a sweet shop. He's like, I hear your daughter's missing. She's like, you're incorrect. My daughter's here. He introduces the him to the girl, but he obviously knows something's up. He's a very intelligent man he does know something's going on. So majority of this movie is just his interactions with the town's people. Yep. And they're all trying to be like, you wouldn't want to be here on May Day. May Day's a not a day for you to be here. 
And I looked up the lyrics of some of these songs. And you know the one they sing in the in the pub? Did you ever read the lyrics to it? I have not read the lyrics. Oh my no. God. Okay. You you talk about your thoughts and I'm going to try to find the lyrics and I'm going to read it out loud. Yeah. I, I freaking love this movie because obviously I like the whole pagan, uh, pagan ritualistic aspect of this film. And I love that they represent Christianity as being this like big bully on trying to change the way people think because it's not how they think. And like the uh community the townsfolk ain't having shit to do with it they're like yeah we're being nice to you but the more you keep pushing we're just giving you less and less information we're just going to continue fucking with you because right? you're a complete asshole the way you're acting and, right and yeah totally like, and and they totally like we're doing it purposely too to keep them there yeah exactly they're just stalling basically just wait because like the whole thing was set up to bring him there specifically absolutely so i found the lyrics so, so they're all in the pub and they walk in and they're and the guys like that's where we meet Willow, who's clearly the sex like appeal and yeah. the temptress in the film. And the lyrics to Gentle Johnny are, I put my hand, oh, on her knee. And she says, do you want to see? I put my hand, oh, on her breast. She says, do you want to kiss? Gentle, gentle, gentle Johnny, gentle Johnny, my gigolo. I put my hand on her thigh. She says, do you want to try? <laughs> <laughs> say that the next time a dude puts his hand on my thumb and like do you want to try <laughs> i think they may be uh freaked out and threatened and they'll be like that. try what i'll be like try gentle johnny <laughs> i'll sing this song anyway i put my hand on her belly she says do you want to fill me <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> i love it i'm also going to use that line tonight I'm going to ask some dude if he wants to fill me. I'll be like, would you like to fill me like a cream puff donut? <laughs> Scott, when you, like... come, when, you, when you come up for my birthday, I'm going to use that when we're out. <laughs> yes. And I, I'll, I'll use that on the same guy that you're using it on. No, I'm going to use it on you in front of a group of people. I'll be like, hey, I'll pretend like I don't know you. And I'll be like, hey, do you want to fill me like a oh my God. donut? <laughs> Anyway, back to Wicker Man. So these are some of the lyrics that you have in this film for the songs. And then you have Willow's like sexy dance song that she does. Yeah, where she's trying to lure uh, the cop over to her room. Man. So basically this movie is just, so yeah, he goes to the schoolhouse, figures out like he's a, <laughs> they're talking about sex and have some song about trees and seeds and ground and shit. And then he finds out that the girl is, was there and has gone missing. So she wasn't like, basically everything's set up yeah. that he's going to figure all this shit up. And I wonder like, does she think he was going to be seduced? Because if she had seduced him, he wouldn't been able to be an offering. Right. Right. Like, do um, you think she was trying or it was just. I think she was testing his virtue, mm. like just mm. kind of trying to tempt him. But, and if he. And if, you know, he he failed uh, his willpower, basically in D&D, &D, failed his will save um, yeah. and went, went to her, I think they would have been like, fuck, this isn't the guy we were hoping for. Let's see if we can get someone else. Mm. Oh, I no. think she was just kind of testing to see if he would break. Okay. Because that scene, I always find very sexy. I, I love how she slams on the, the bedroom walls and stuff, trying to get oh, his yeah. attention. Oh, yeah. And she's like completely naked through the whole thing. Just... Like, and she looks, you know what I liked about her? She had some like weight to her. Like, mm -hmm. what I mean, weight, like she looked like she ate that day. She, she's healthy. Like, she's healthy. Like, I kind of really like that. I was like, damn, yeah. girl. Mm, yeah. Like, I could see some young man watching or ladies, um, anyone who is attracted to a woman, uh, finding this movie very sexy at times. 
Um, there's a lot of nice male bum bums too. There's a lot of nice bum bums and boobies all around. Like there's some yeah. really nice looking naked bodies in this film. I never had any clue how sexual this film was going to be. Like yeah. the first time I watched it last year and I'm going, damn, I did not expect this. You were like, let me get my lube. <laughs> Hell no, I'm going in raw. It's gonna be it's gonna be friction, baby. <laughs> friction raw dog. Um yeah, like I honestly though, it's not creepy. No. Like maybe the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, it's kind of like a mystery. Like you're trying to figure out is there really a kid? Was she really kidnapped? Um, the acting by everyone is great. Christopher Lee is awesome, you know, is Lord Summerside. Um yeah, he's amazing in everything he does. I don't find this movie really scary i i never have um i can appreciate why it's considered a horror film because well you know spoilers uh how he is sacrificed to the wicker man and is burned to death and he has like a big speech about how like they're all going to go to hell and blah 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 because he's being sacrificed the cat's tail just walked across the screen right now and it's covering scott's face it is really fucking funny <laughs> But I, I, I don't know. I don't really find this movie overly scary, but I do appreciate the mythology that's put into it, the paganism that's put into it, um, the acting that's in it, and the songs. Like, I do find it a very easy movie to watch, and the songs are enjoyable, and they're all about banging. So, you know, <laughs> right? I'm down with that. What, do you, what are your thoughts, Scotty? I'm pretty much the same. Like, uh, it's not very horrific. Um, no. But it's also, like, it just kind of... You know, I see why people compared this, uh, compared Midsummer to this, because it has like that same feel yeah. of, uh, you know. Uh, well, it's also Mayday. Yeah, Isn't, strangers yeah. coming to a coming to somewhere that they are not accustomed to with mm -hmm. a culture that has a completely different set of customs. Yes. And yes. like feeling like an outsider and treated yes. that way. And a sacrifice needed to be had that gets burned. Yeah, Only exactly. In Midsummer, it's in a bear costume, <laughs> and this right. it was in like. A big thing. And, and the whole idea is like a sacrifice for crops. Um, and, you know, because they had bad crops the year before, the island is suffering. Not so much that they can't keep making them sweets at that fucking sweet factory or sweet You're shop, right. but I guess enough. Um, and by the way, about the scene, the only scene I found disturbing, and it wasn't even when Sergeant Howie dies, is when they're playing that game with the swords and oh, they yeah. go through and it's a song. And then if it lands, you get decapitated. Yes. And, uh, but it makes me wonder because everyone is wearing like something. So I think there, I think there is like a specific person that wears like what that one person was wearing when it got his head chopped off because he, his head was fine. Like it was like the costume head that got cut off. Oh. So I think there's always someone that'll be wearing that. So they just kind of play the game and whoever wears that is the one that'll, you know, get the head chopped off. So he wasn't decomplicated. He wasn't killed. No, because remember he uh, stood back up like his head. Oh, like, right. He stood back up. Yeah. Right, because the mask, the the mask thing that he was wearing was way above. Right, was too big. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Good thing you pointed that out to me because I'm like, that's the only part that I thought was scary. Right, let's and kill our own. Let's kill our own people for the hell of it. Right, why not? So, yeah, I think it's a well acted film. I definitely think it has its place in cinematic history. I think it's you know well made, great Scottish horror film, great film from 1973, excellent soundtrack. I just don't think it's overly creepy or scary, but I don't think that's the purpose of it. Um, or maybe it was in 1973. I don't know. Maybe when that came out, like the thought of going to a new land or a new area and not having any control and having these people take control of you. And technically they told you to leave, but you couldn't leave because this plane's all fucked up. Like, I don't know. Maybe that could be scary, right? Like that to be stuck in that kind of situation. I don't know. I guess I'm going to find out when I go. Maybe right. oh, I'm not a virgin. They're going to be like, <laughs> I would be tempted. <laughs> 
some hot dude was banging on the walls like that, I'd be like, fucking son, what are you waiting for? Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> Doors wide open for you. Get on your knees. I'll make a man of you yet. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. But really, honestly, like I definitely wouldn't be getting sacrificed. I got, I'd be there by my own free will. That would be the only thing. <laughs> right. They'd be like, you're not really of authority. I'd be like, nah, I'd be like drunk the entire time. They'd be like, do you just want to maybe move here? Like you just, yeah, <laughs> let's be part of this. <laughs> like, I mean, like you kind of just fit in with our values. Um, you talk about sex a lot, <laughs> drink a lot. You like to sing this gentle Johnny song. You're asking people to fill you up like a donut. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I so, love you it. know, Scott, if you were a donut, I would fill you up too. Oh, fill me up. Buttercup, baby. <laughs> a buttercup donut. Mess me around. Mess me around. First of all, every cup, baby, when you say you will say. We're in like really serious here on Friday Nightmares. We appreciate that this is your first time listening. We definitely go back and listen to our sexuality and horror film if you want to hear us at our finest point. Yeah, um, we were actually serious. We were that. serious for that one. The rest of the time, we just talk about how we're, you know, even you, Scott, if you went to the Wicker Man area, they'd be like, well, y'all, I guess you're staying here too, dude, because you ain't no virgin. <laughs> right? chick was banging on the doors like that, you'd be like, she wouldn't even have to ask you twice. She would knock once and you'd be like, come in. <laughs> she wouldn't, no, I would be like, she'd go to knock and I already open the door. Hi. <laughs> come on in. <laughs> it's like, funny that you were knocking because I was knocking with my penis. <laughs> That's why she'd be knocking, Scott. That's exactly what would be happening. <laughs> She's like, is that Smoke Show Copper from the Friday Nightmare podcast? And I was be standing there like this. What the? Bang, bang. <laughs> All right. So as you can tell, we took Wicker Band 1973 really seriously. Thank you, everyone, yes. for listening to that review. Uh, we're going to move on to our next film, which actually was pretty silly as well. Um, also not really horror-ish. No horror elements to it, but it was fun. So we'll talk about it. All right, so the next film is called Shallow Grave, which was released January 6, 1995, when accountant David, Dr. Juliet, and journalist Alex are searching for a fourth roommate for their trendy flat, they settle on the aloof Hugo. However, they soon find Hugo dead of a drug overdose beside a large sum of cash. After some deliberation, the three others decide to keep the money and to dismember and bury Hugo's body. Soon, each roommate starts thinking about keeping them all the money by scamming the others. So this was kind of a uh, mix of like a couple different things that reminded me of like Dead Man on Campus, um, mm-hmm. that 90s hidden gem that I can't ever remember the name of now that had Matthew Lillard in it. Um, oh, yeah. Dead Man's um, Curve, was it? Dead Man's Curve. Yeah. And then, uh, but then, you know, it had like kind of like a train spotting feel to it and just like a lot of yeah. like, it was a very, a big variation of all these different films, like kind of blended together. And this was Ewan McGregor, I think might have been his first film or at least. Yeah. One or or one of his early off. films for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, but this was a very interesting, like, yeah, it definitely did not have, like, the only horror aspect to it was the whole chopping up of Hugo's body and... Like, well, finding him dead yeah, I was gonna say stealing the well, money. Well, I wouldn't say stealing money was horror, but, like, finding yeah, him I dead. Guess. I mean, finding him dead, I mean, and Dead Man on Campus, they find the guy dead. So it, yeah. it just depends on how it's played out. But yeah, I think it's the whole disposing of the body and pretending yeah. that he didn't, didn't exist and uh, they had no idea what happened to him. But then the third act happens, and there is a bit more horror there as, like, you know, they're trying to, like, constantly sabotage each other and scam each other and hurt each yeah. other. And it gets gets kind of crazy. Because, uh, yeah, they even have, like, uh, I'm trying to remember it. I'm kind of all over the place. But, uh, like, they even have, like, these intruders that come into the house trying to find Hugo, I think. Because I think yeah. that's where the money came yeah, from. Yeah, because like, it was mom. a drug issue. He was a drug addict, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And they go up to the attic, and one of the roommates has been living up there trying to stay <laughs> away from everybody, and he fucking just kicks the shit out of them 
and oh, kills man. them. Yeah, it's it the what really got this movie for me is at the beginning they're interviewing to get this fourth flatmate. Oh yeah. And I'm watching this. So I'm sure we talked about before. Scott and I are very good friends with Brandon Orlick from the Exploding the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, he's been on a couple of shows with us and I pictured me, Brandon and Scott. And like, that was us Yeah, interviewing and our deal roommate. <laughs> the most ridiculous, offensive, dumb questions we could possibly think of. Um, definitely is something that the three of us would do. Oh, um, when I brought it up to Scott and Brandon, they argued who would be the one that would be the responsible one that wouldn't want to spend all the money. Um, and I Brandon, honestly don't know who it would be. Yeah, Brandon thinks he'd be the responsible one. And I'm like sitting here thinking I'd be the responsible one. No, it was really funny. I don't know who would be who, right? Like both well, of them are. The thing is, we never mentioned you as being the responsible one. Well, the chick isn't, right? The chick's is there, but she was totally who I would be. Like, I would fucking spend the money too. I would be the instigator with one of you, guaranteed. Um, a great, really great Scottish dialogue in this. This is a very heavy Scottish dialogue film. Yeah. There was a lot of jokes I didn't get. And I think it's because they were Scottish based, like part of the culture yep. that I didn't follow along with. But I did enjoy the interaction between these three roommates so much. There's one part where they go to this formal dinner thing and they tell off some dude who's just being a fucking like random old dude, like just being kind of like pretentious. And it's really funny. Like, or there's one part where they buy a video camera and they go, how much does it cost? And they say the pause, he's like, no, how much is it going to cost in getting like heat on us? Like the one roommate says to the two that bought the video camera and it's the, it's being told, like it's being narrated at the beginning by the guy who ends up being killed by at the end by the other roommates uh, and talks about how, you know, friends are great until you can't trust them anymore and then they're no longer your friends. And yeah, it's not the most horror movie ever. I Googled Scottish horror films and it came up. Um, probably because of the burying of the body. I would say it borderlines on horror comedy, but it's not all the way there. But you know what? Right. Like, Scott and I don't give a shit. No, it was still a fun one to watch. <laughs> it was fun. We had a good time with it. I think the how they were going to dispose the body was funny because they were debating about it at a fucking like, Home Depot. <laughs> They're like arguing in the aisles of how they're going to cut up the body and shit. Like it's pretty funny. And then they're having to draw straws and who's going to be the one to do it. And Oh man. Like, and then the big fight at the end. So there's a part where, you know, the relationships have really soured. Uh, they're all kind of trying to backstab each other. What did you think of the big showdown at the end? I thought that was really clever how everything played out. Like, yeah. Cause it starts off one way, then veers off and like uh, starts off with, you know, the, uh, the girl and the guy that was living in the attic, the one that was originally not wanting the money. That so uh, kind of, David. Yeah, David. David and yeah. the woman like deciding to go together and leave uh, Ewan McGregor's Alex. character behind, yeah. Alex behind. And uh, then, you, then then he's trying to kill Alex just to leave, like, because they didn't want to leave any witnesses. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he realizes Alex, like, was trying to leave, leave him and had, like, tickets already bought and were going to, like, plane tickets bought and was going to escape from there. So he, like, turns on her. But as he's in the middle of, like, trying to kill Alex, you know, she helps kill him and then you find out that yep alex was just gonna leave him leave or yeah the woman was gonna leave alex behind and be the one to get in trouble and she was gonna escape with all the money and then you find out later that you know alex ahead of time had switched out the money and hid it somewhere else and so like it's just it was this constant back and forth of backstabbing between the three of them and it's freaking awesome how it happens and very well done 
and kept, mm-hmm. kept you guessing on what was going to fucking happen. I really liked that for that reason. I really did enjoy how it kept me being like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Um, I really, it's the interaction between David, Juliet and Alex in this movie. Yeah. Like I can see why it's rated so high. It's funny. Like they're, they're building off of the chemistry of each other. And like, you kind of have like where she's kind of led on David a little bit. Juliet's kind of led on David a little bit so they can kind of like work together. And then like the whole backstabbing, like when she gets to the airport and she realizes that, she thought that she's taken the money. She's basically pinned um, Alex to the ground with a knife and she gets there and she realizes it's just shredded paper. Yeah. And um, Alex has the money hidden underneath his body in the floorboards, right? which was fucking and brilliant. Then, and then you hear the, the basically, I guess, what is it when you're, when you're ending off a film and someone's giving a little bit of a speech. Oh, kind of like the epilogue. Yes. Of, of uh, David who died yeah. saying, see, and you can't trust friends and you see his body being <laughs> put into a fucking morgue i don't know I, I yet again not the strongest horror movie but definitely funny i would recommend to people like a horror comedy with like a little murder mystery twist twist i think it's worth it oh absolutely yeah this was very uh very engaging and kept me intrigued the entire time right it was definitely uh it was definitely a fun little watch i'm glad we uh we managed to find it and, and check it out yeah um, i'm glad you brought that one to the table for our show i know i mean you are the heavy lifter here like not all heroes wear capes um, some of them bring movies to the show. And not, not all heroes wear clothes, as we're going to talk about in the next film. Oh. <laughs> you know that was uh, I, I didn't realize who the woman was in this till you didn't you didn't no wow yeah I was like oh oh <laughs> kind of shocking huh <laughs> yeah she looked great right she looked all right yeah. again exactly healthy right yeah. so yeah. So yeah, the film we're talking about and the actors we're talking about will be brought up here shortly, but uh, the film we're talking about is Under the Skin, which was released March 14th, 2014. Disguising itself as a human female and extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial drives around Scotland attempting to lure unsuspecting men into her van. Once there, she seduces and sends them into another dimension where they are nothing more than meat. Uh, this stars Scarlett Johansson. Um, this is, I believe, before her uh, stints in the MCU universe. Uh, I think this is kind of when she was just doing a lot of indie projects mm. and like just kind of, you know, doing what a lot of the actors and actresses do, like in between like roles, just kind of picking up these smaller, like independent film things, just to have fun and experiment. And then obviously she got picked up to be Black Widow in the Marvel universe. So now she is like a huge star there. I mean, there's a lawsuit going on that went on with her and Disney. So I have no idea what's going on there anymore, but you know, that's yeah, not here. Um, but yeah, this film, very art house. Very um, art house, yeah. But one of the few art house films where I'm watching it going, I dig this. Like, it yeah. it didn't have a lot of plot, didn't give you any exposition. It's also an A24 film, so I was in my head hearing Heather going, ah, Scott's gonna love this movie. <laughs> oh my god, it's an A24 film and I'm Scott Crawford and that means I can like it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did not realize this film was A24 because I've seen this before. <laughs> i've seen this a long time ago because i randomly bought it on dvd and i just seen him like oh it's scarlett johansson i've heard of this film so i'll check it out and watch it i'm going this is fucking weird i love it um and yeah it is a film that's really got no story to it really the story is pretty much visual 
Um, there is no exposition explaining what is happening. Like you're just kind of dropped in following her. Yeah. And she's, yeah, this is literally the plot. She is picking up random men, taking them to this secluded house that when they walk into this room, it is basically like this black empty void, which is another dimension. And she is luring them by slowly taking her clothes off and slowly walking away from them. And the men are just kind of entranced and following her. And they just kind of slowly walk into this black liquid that just seals them up underneath of her. And yeah, it's like it basically just kind of shrivels them and sucks their insides out. And, and you feel bad for the dudes because she picks dudes who don't have families, who and they're all don't nice. really work with anyone. And they're all nice people. Like she doesn't pick up any assholes. Um, there was one person she picks up who I feel a lot of empathy for and you're supposed to. Yeah, and um, she even feels empathy for you. She, yeah. Like, that's where, like, because that is one thing I was, because I, like, this is one of those films where I'm like, I want to read up on this a bit. And yeah. uh, what I had read up about was, like, you know, it's showing that she is, uh, you know, picking up people that are not going to be missed. But it's yeah. showing these people, like, it's basically showing underneath the skin, a lot of people are very nice people. Yeah. Like, for the most part. Like, obviously, you'll find some that are just rotten to the core. Yeah. But, like, underneath the skin, like, some of them are just very down-to-earth sweet people. Like, you have the one that she's out at the beach and she's like kind of talking to this guy and all of a sudden he just like runs off towards this fa- uh, this married couple because the wife goes running out because the dog got sucked into the tide of this ocean and, yeah. she's ru- and she goes out there to grab the dog and then she gets sucked out by the tide so the husband goes after her and he gets sucked out by the tide so this man jumps in to save the at least save the husband or try to get to the others he unfortunately could not get to the dog or the wife so she grabs the husband brings him back but you see the husband so distraught he goes back out there and dies mm. and then you see that heartbreaking scene of just the baby is left there because the guy that saved him she ends up knocking out and taking his body yeah and she looks over and sees the baby and the baby just gets left there alone which is just so all the time for like a long time yeah like yeah it's just out probably dies yeah. it's pretty upsetting actually that's probably the most upsetting part of the movie for me and, personally and it's- and it's showing like at first you're like okay the Scarlett Johansson's character is kind of evil like this alien just taking meat for whatever yeah. reason yeah but like it's actually showing like she's starting to learn human empathy human like from experiencing these people that are genuine good people mm. and that kind of gets shown by the disfigured man she ends up picking up you just yeah. feel so bad for because like she's just asking these questions like oh and the questions she's asking are so intrusive they're questions like do you have a girlfriend and like you so badly want to be like what do you fucking think dude right right and like have you ever touched anyone do you have any friends and like it's because she's an alien she doesn't know have social graces right like any yeah. like scott and i if we met somebody who had the facial description like um figuration thank you that this gentleman did I would never be like, oh, you got a girlfriend? Has anyone ever touched you before? Like we would have the social graces to know how hurtful that would be to somebody. You don't need to emphasize what probably has happened to them. Um, You know, they have probably been rejected. Our society is not kind to people who don't look quote unquote normal. Um, But she has none of that. So she's having this very like blunt conversation with him and it's uncomfortable. Like that baby scene was uncomfortable and this scene was uncomfortable. And I give the two actors credit and the director credit for that and the writers because that's hard to capture that kind of level of uncomfortableness. Right. And then also kind of this like sweet innocence about it too. Cause like when she Mm. finds out that he has not touched a woman or anything like that, she like grabs his hand and lets her, lets him touch her face and stuff like that. Obviously she has like deeper intentions, Mm -hmm. like lying underneath because she wants to, you know, once again, harvest him. Yeah. And, but I think 
that conversation with him and realizing that, you know, not everyone experiences these things kind of got to her. Yeah. Because then, you know, you see her lure him away and do the whole, like, suck him into the black hole or whatever. Yeah. And she walks away and you just kind of see her, like, staring into the abyss and just, you can see it in her eyes that she's just feeling awful for what she did and, you know, cuts to her leaving the house and then just letting him walk away. Like, she ends up freeing him from it. And, like, unfortunately, I don't know whatever... He kind of gets picked up by that motorcyclist and then, like, he that motorcyclist from the beginning is trying to find her the entire time. Yeah. Right? And then she almost gets sexually assaulted from the lodger guy who pretends to be nice who's not really nice um and when he does try to sexually assault her 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 skin form comes loose and then he tries to burn the alien (laughs) yeah like it's it's the ending the ending lost me i'll be honest scott i would need someone to explain the ending to me because i was like what the fuck is going on here yeah because i'm not sure exactly what that was like uh because you know the whole movie was showing like you know people are really nice and then you run into this one that's not and it kind of throws everything else that was being shown through this film. Yeah. I, did, I didn't read up on the ending because I just didn't get a chance to. But like, yeah, like him, obviously, like, because obviously there are awful people that would do something like this to a lonely woman that's out in the middle of the woods. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And uh, like, but yeah, like, I think once he sees that her skin rips and sees the underneath, he freaks out and is like, all right, I'm going to kill this thing. Why he decides I'm going to go kill this thing and just burn it away. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure, but yeah, he dumps gasoline on her as she's like ripping her skin off and just yeah. burns her for we need someone really smart. Darren, can you tell us what happened? Um and why? <laughs> Darren, can you share with the class on the Facebook page when this episode is shared what you think the ending is? Yeah. Or anybody for that matter, because I am super confused by it. Um, I think it's supposed to be like she's seen now everything of humanity, like the good, the good, and now the real bad. Because even the she's learning, you know, about empathy from the other guy, but she left the baby to die. I don't know. Like maybe that's supposed to be the shift where you see that she had no empathy, as you were saying, Scott, and then she got some. Um, anyway, interesting. She drives around Scotland, and this is considered one of Scotland's best horror movies. So you know, yeah, like, I would kill, I would say the, it's well done. It's a very well done film. And you get some of the like most realist Scottish dialogue too, like with their accents. Yeah. You get it from the different uh, different areas of Scotland that she's driving in. So you get like yeah. very, very heavy words, very hard to understand them to the point where it's like, you know, you can understand it. Like there's not the, uh, the dialect, like they, you know, each country has their own way of speaking. Oh yeah, for sure. Different slang, stuff like that. Slang, yeah. that's the word I was yeah. looking for. Slang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like, so yeah, you pick up like the people that have different use of slang and just like the way they talk and some like, and it's very realistic. And I think a lot uh, from what I was reading too, a lot of this was uh, like filmed with hidden cameras in her van where she was just going around and like talking to these just people on the streets, like not actors. Yeah. Or a lot. Yeah. And they yeah. were obviously not being not knowing they were being filmed at the time but obviously had to know later as they had to sign a waiver but like yeah they were interacting with scarlett johansson not knowing it was her um and just yeah she was just asking you know questions on directions and stuff like that so i think like yeah it's i found this film to be very very interesting and is one that could be dissected yeah i think we need smarter people and scott and i to dissect yeah. this one i a24 films you know that's why uh, maybe i don't like them it's because they're too smart for me <laughs> and i can't handle a24 but did, did you um, like this one though oh i thought it was well done it wasn't my favorite but i didn't appreciate it um i think the acting and the dialogue is what did it in for me and and parts made me uncomfortable and if a film can be successful in making me uncomfortable or feel an emotion it's a good film yeah you know bottom line and i think it's a strong film to come from scotland and i honestly really like the last one we're going to talk about um i know it doesn't have the super the best high rating but i thought it was a fucking fun gore fest so i guess we'll 
get into that. All right. So yeah, this one is called Let Us Pray, which was released June 2014. A mysterious stranger in a remote Scottish police station threatens the entire room with his unholy mission. Bless you. Damn it. The power of Christ compels you. Expel the demon. (laughs) Is it expelled? All right, so the next film we're going to talk about is Let Us Pray, released June 2014. A mysterious stranger in a remote Scottish police station threatens the entire town with this unholy mission as midnight looms. Um, this film, I was like, oh, okay, I've, I've heard of this film, but I've never seen it before. I started watching it. I'm going, wait a minute, I've seen this before. And I looked on Letterboxd, and yep, sure enough, I rated it and everything, and I'm going... Unlike last episode where I couldn't remember anything about the movie, but yet somehow watched it and still didn't remember anything about the movie. This one, as soon as it started playing, I'm going, oh, yes. Okay. Yep. This is what this movie is. like, I remember. I remember that. (laughs) Um, I remember police being bad. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember. police being bad? I know. That doesn't represent real life at all. I know. It was shocking. Uh, but yeah, this stars, uh, what's his name? Uh, da, 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 uh, Liam Cunningham, who is the stranger, who also, like, this is just who's like, bite my fist. <laughs> uh, I mean, he is a definitely good, He's a good looking player. dude. He can fucking pray for me, too. <laughs> but uh, uh, this is the nerd in me right here, but he was on Game of Thrones as Sir Davos Seaworth, also known as the Onion Knight. And fucking love him in that. He's on Game of Thrones. My name's Scott Crawford, and I like Game of Thrones. (laughs) But yeah, I fucking love him in this uh, in that show, and love him in this because he plays a different type of character in this. Where in Game of Thrones, he's very kind-hearted and gentle, and this one, he's got a kind heart for the right people. But he is also collecting souls of these people that have damned. He can collect my soul. (laughs) (laughs) Or will you suck out his soul? You know what? Guess we'll find out. But yeah, basically, this is uh, he is uh, this movie portrays like shows a uh, woman who just joined this police force. She had been transferred, um, and one of the characters is one of these troublemakers that's always getting picked up by the police. Accidentally, like hits someone that she thought she's seen him hit, and when she goes to investigate, that guy is gone, but the driver is still there, so she arrests him because he was trying to get away, mm-hmm. and. Then later on, like other police officers pick up the stranger that was supposedly hit by the car and he's not saying a word, but he has this book full of names that are like written in and crossed out. And Scott and I's name was written multiple times. Because yes. <laughs> we have sinned greatly. <laughs> I'm going to show him a sin. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> Good Lord. Calm your hormones there, Heather. I know. It's been a while. What can I say? <laughs> Uh, at least 24 hours so <laughs> it's a while for you it's a while <laughs> oh good lord but uh yeah so basically like they put him in a jail cell because like he says some things that kind of trigger this uh doctor that's looking at him and they throw the doctor in the jail cell because he tries attacking the stranger mm-hmm. and then they do an interview with him and the police chief and the police chief like freaks out with something that, that the stranger says to him and the police chief just says lock him up i don't care lock him up and yeah like and as the night continues, like you're starting to realize that, yeah, he is basically bringing out the uh, sins of all these people and putting them on the forefront to yep. display, and they are not liking what they are seeing of themselves. No, and they had done some it pretty shitty crazy. things. Like the doctor had murdered his entire family to start yeah. off with. Yeah, they like, like the two cops butcherized them. The, yeah, the two cops go to investigate and find out that like yeah, he butchered his entire family, including his young child. That like he literally sawed the head off his sawed the the was it the 
skull yeah. and like revealed the child's brain for some Ugh. weird godly reason in his own fucked up head. I think his wife was having an affair or someone was having like something like that. It was, yeah, and he decided to take it out on his entire family. The two police officers, the one guy was cheating on his wife with the girl, yeah, but the they had also, officer. with the other police officer and they had, were beating up inmates and shit like that. And yeah, killing cat, one, I think. Yeah, they killed one. Like it was real shady and you know, we have the main one, which is Rachel Hagee, who is the protagonist, right? She's the only yeah. protagonist. You find out that she at one time was captured as a child and raped and tortured. Yeah, and yeah. the six or Liam Cunningham was the one that freed her. And he's come back to, I guess, to find her was my understanding at the yeah. end. Like it's kind of, It was kind of like, uh, come back to find her to take over his role is kind of how I took it. Yeah, that's like to be the Avenger, right? Of... Anyway, I loved it because it was people getting their comeuppance and there was some great fucking gore. There's one scene where one guy's in the jail cell and he's like, keeps getting thrown in there because he beats up his wife all the time. And he like bashes his head into the jail cell over and over again, the pipes and the kid that's in there has some funny one-liners too. Like there's some funny Scottish dialogue that occurs in this film. um, That is really, really clever too. Yeah, and I, you actually kind of feel bad for the punk kid who keeps getting arrested because, like, you know, he's actually one that doesn't have an awful sin besides no. something he, that he did. A hit and run. He did a hit and run on this yeah. woman, and then he found that uh, the stranger tells him, like, she's still alive out there, and if you can confess now to them, then, you know, you will be okay. You just got to confess. Got to confess. And, the you know, unfortunately, it's just, like, the cowardice in him. He didn't want to confess right away. And then when he finally does confess, it is too late because she had breathed her last breath, like, five seconds before he confessed. Yeah. So he was doomed to to punish for his own sin, which you feel bad for him because it's like, yeah, he's a young kid. And You're right. the, one you, the ones you don't feel bad for are the police officers, especially the police chief, who oh, man. fucking just turns a switch out of nowhere and becomes this fucking psychotic killer that's just going to kill everybody all out of nowhere after that. Well, like, yeah, he and he was snaps. already kind of a piece of shit. And then it just like, like he was obviously like uh, chauvinistic and some other issues. And then it just like fucking hurricane. Like this movie's a really fast paced gore fest, yeah. really good like suspense movie, really good police thriller, really good like playing on the sins and shit. I don't know. I liked it a lot. I, yeah, I, I thought it was a really fun film. All these films were good. All of them were enjoyable. Like there wasn't a dud in, at all. They were all good in their own way. In their own right, they were entertaining films. Couldn't be more different films. Yeah, but each they one were was completely different from the other. Right, but they were all interesting. Um, probably the only like straight out horror horror was let let us pray. Yeah, you know, no one would debate that. But even the other ones, like I would say, under the skin is horror. And, you know, Liquor Man obviously is known as a historical horror film and Shallow Grave had horror elements to it. It was good enough and great, great movies, fun, like nothing really was common. Like there was some mythology with the Scotland one. Um, What I found was similar was the humor in all of them. If there was humor injected or dialogue injected, it was very Scottish. Like I kind of got different phrases after watching the movies, but there wasn't Mm -hmm. like a specific type of film. It was kind of like a mixed bag with like this continuous slang and languages reference in it. Yep. I was going to say, yeah, like the dialogue seemed very similar in a lot of like the aspects. Right. So yeah. Any other final thoughts on these? So like, what did you think in Scottish films in general? I found them all to be very entertaining for different reasons in general. Like, uh, you know, they each covered something unique and different, Mm -hmm. but especially under the skin, just as one of those thinking pieces for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thinking man, thinking person moving. Thinking man.
except for Scotty. He's a thinking man. Um, yeah, I so think, check- I think with both heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. High five, high five. Um, so yeah, check these out. They're they're really fun films. A little bit of something for everybody. So maybe something would be more of your preference. Um, great variety from the seventies, nineties, and two thousands. Enjoyed them yeah, quite a bit. Absolutely, yeah, were, same. Right. So. For Out of the Dark, we're going to continue to talk about mythologies and creatures and their different origins. And this week, we're going to talk about aliens. Yay! So, Scotty, what is your favorite version of aliens? Um, well, I, I thought about this one a lot because there are just, like, especially representation of aliens in films, there are so many. Tons. Um, and they're all different in various ways. Um, one I'll just give a shout out to is Altered, which kind of takes the whole uh, green-skinned, big-eyed alien that, you know, is typical of, like, you know, science fiction and just what we think of when we think aliens. And it takes that and turns it into a very horrific monster, which is fucking, if you have not seen Altered, fucking watch that movie. It's fucking great. It's scary. It's horrific. Um, But the one, like my favorite representation of an alien, well, it's going to be Alien, the Xenomorph. Yeah. I got to say to you, like, you know, what's funny is that we always assume that's what an alien would look like, you know, Uh, but not always. There's films that assume that they look just like us. Yeah you know, and that they can absorb and, and move into our body. But I got to agree with you, the alien from the alien series, alien wars, like they're fucking badass. Especially the yeah. queen. The queen is such a fucking badass. And the practical effects, mwah, like honestly. Yeah, like, and they're horrific. Like, and like the way they like, cause you know, they, you know, where you're saying like other aliens can, you know, take the form of humans. These ones are, these aliens are born through other species. They mm-hmm. implant their seed, in, mm-hmm. which is, you know, intrusive as hell. And it's basically, you know, like a whole, uh, you know, being, basically being raped because this thing basically inserts its, this face hugger inserts its eggs into yeah. the human body, into the animal body. Like it, and it takes on like, and then basically we and whatever species that it invaded, we are its host and it will take on the form of whatever host was hosting it basically like gave birth yeah. to it yeah so like obviously in the first alien like you know the Xeno- the face hugger inserts its eggs into the uh human the male and he ends up having it burst from its chest and it has like human-like appendages and like very human-esque in ways where in alien three it, the face hugger latches onto a dog and the alien is more dog-like and running out i also have a face like that. hugger that latches onto things jesus christ <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah this like to me is what represents aliens. It's like you know in the word alien like you know it's foreign to us it's creepy to us yes it's unexplainable. yeah that's and, what they mean yes yes and like the xenomorphs are definitely that like how they are born what they look like uh the second jaw that comes out of their mouth the yes acidic which, blood which is the same themselves. with me <laughs> you really need to get laid <laughs> Lord. I, don't know, I don't know why i'm acting out so poorly today i hope people find this funny. oh my god I really you, do. you are taking on the uh spirit of luffy for this episode honestly Tim I, davis i feel what you have to deal with right like well luffy's so funny i'm just trying to keep up i'm not nearly as funny yet again listen to oh. horror for dummies please check them out they are amazing but back to your story about the two jaws from the alien no, I, I I got there. Everything I was gonna say, like the acidic blood as their way of defending yeah. themselves. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with you, and I've always been a big fan of the Alien versus Predator. Even though, like, that's a super cheese cheese film. I don't know. I love fucking like when you take two fucking horror villains and you throw them in a movie together. It's like 
my candy, I'm all like, yeah, give me more. Like, even if they're not great, like, even how that chick, like, remember at the end of Alien versus Predator, her and the Predator, like, riding out of the space together on that, like, fucking like, sweater, whatever. Best friends all of a sudden. <laughs> Like you're gonna go make bracelets and shit together at the end of it all um oh. you know and like aliens can take other like human forms like look at species right yeah. and like the sexualization that came from that and also um the astronaut's wife where johnny depps is an alien right he goes up to space comes back as an alien and his wife is trying to avoid it. Do you ever see the astro- astronaut's I'm wife? Um, it came out in the 90s and he basically goes up to al- up to space and is, you know, possessed or taken over by an alien and comes back down. And she's trying to figure out what's going on with her husband. And, you know, it's Johnny Depp. He's a good looking man. Very, very sexy, you know, appearance of an, of an alien or the faculty, yeah. you know, whereas teachers and shit like that. And, yeah, and they're like taking it over. Invasion of the body snapper, snatchers. Right. Like there's so many different, like you have that kind of alien look. Then you also have like the extremities of what you can't necessarily see or that typical figure, like dark skies, that kind of like, uh, almost like slender man looking like X-Files really like the big yep. head with the, with the lanky body. Well, uh, was... one we can't uh, forget the thing. Yes. Yes. The thing, but that's more, what was the, what was the original thing of like, what did the original thing look like? Oh, like the remake version? Like, no, 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 yeah, like, like what was the thing actually? Yeah, that is undecided, unexplained, right? So that's interesting because that's almost invisible. Where in like signs and dark skies, it was that kind of ghostly or like close encounters with the third kind. It was that glow- ghostly like figure yeah. of like you know what I mean. But then you have what you were saying, like the thing where it's just it jumps from thing to thing, like person, animal, and there's no clear identification of what it looks like. And then you have something like War of the Worlds, where it's larger than life or host yep. or um, Cloverfield. Cloverfield, yep. Right? Where it's these creatures that just come from the seas, come from the si- skies, they're large. Um, it's really, really interesting, all the different, like, I pulled up these movies, just so we're clear. I'm not like an alien expert. I pulled this up so I could cheat while we did this. Like The Blob, another one. Yeah, well, the original blob, yeah. Like the remake blob was a government experiment, like a bioweapon. Okay, so the original blob. And yeah, I don't know. Like I think, and then of course you've got like a whole bunch of movies from the from the 60s as well. And yeah, I don't know. I think there's just so many different types of, of aliens that exist. And if we look at all the different, you know, then we have fun little films like E.T. Yeah, or Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They're an alien. Right, right. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And then... Well, okay, another one that's like a person, Brightburn. Yeah. Right? Another one. It's like this alien kid that comes from another place and ends up yep, being which, a complete asshole. Which stems from Superman, who was also an alien. Well, we're forgetting about critters. What about critters? critters? Yeah, critters, for sure. Right? We got like fucking four movies of aliens there. Deadpool 2, Night of, Night of the Creeps. Well, Night of the Creeps, Men in Black, which I know is in horror, but that whole movie's about... Yeah, actually it was so cute my friend my friend's son last night we were talking about i said i was mentioning daniel radcliffe and i said oh woman in black is so good and he's so sweet he's like is that like men in black auntie heather i'm like no sweetheart it's it's more of a ghost story he's like do you think i would like it and like probably not (laughs) i do not think it would be for you but i was gonna say or the purple people eater 
which yeah. was a yeah. fun little like that in E.T., right? You have so many different kind of alien films. Mac and Me. Uh, yeah. Flight of the Navigator. Right? Like, just not all, not all alien films are scary. And I know we're skipping over Independence Day, but... Right. Fuck that's off. Amer- that's America the movie. Ugh. Which, by the way, we all know you would not get organized anymore. No, we would, we no would be one... the ones. We have proved ourselves wrong on that one. Right? Uh, Little Shop of Horrors, The Aliens of Plant. Yep. Uh, fuck, like there's just so many different. Oh, Psycho Gordman. How could <laughs> yeah. we forget Psycho Gordman, Scotty? So fucking true. Oh my God. Yeah, right? like that. And uh, what was the name of the movie? Uh, never mind. My That's okay. My... You're oh, trying Dream... To... Dreamcatcher by Stephen King. Dreamcatcher. Like there's so many different type of alien films i did enjoy the movie signs when it came out with their take on aliens i always thought that was kind of cool um but i think i'm like you i always resort back to the alien franchise and i just don't know if that film is just because it's been so well marketed because of the special effects in it uh because it's kind of actiony based and i like action films but it really, when I think alien, that is the first thing I think of. I, you know, sadly, it is not body snatchers or it is not um, species, which I think for some young men or women who are uh, attracted to ladies, that may be a male film mm, that comes to the their mind, mm. right? So like very, very likely. Um, but I, I don't know, like there's just so many different ones. And I really loved Brightburn. Honestly, I think like that kid was amazing as a villain. I would love to see more Brightburn, love to see more Brightburn. Uh, I, I love that as an alien. And then I love my over the top large aliens. Like I love the war of the worlds, like the original, um, radio production. Right. Not the movie with Tom Cruise. Um, Which just wasn't bad. for me. It just wasn't for me. Just wasn't for me, right? But not bad. Um, and I like Cloverfield. I really yeah. like the aliens in Cloverfield actually quite a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, like so many. And then you got like again, funny one, Coneheads. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but I guess if we think of horror, which alien scares you the most? The one that scares me the most. Yeah. Mm probably the thing because it can be anywhere and anyone at any time yes probably similar to you what it turns into would be fucking horrific yes and yes just like me (laughs) you like that i just kind of snuck that in there um so i yeah you know i i think you're really on point with the thing but i think what really scares me is the body snatcher concept yeah that one like that was also one i was thinking of too right that my body could be taken over by something and I would not be able to control my body anymore. Yeah. I would have, I would almost know what's going on, but be unable to stop it. I, I think that's pretty fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Scarier than running into one of those aliens from, from, because I would befriend the predator, obviously, and we would make friendship bracelets um. and the predator would defend me because like i would not be a threat to the predator i wouldn't have a gun it's true is that still a thing that the predator only kills you if you're a threat it's a hunter it hunts for sport and if you're not like as dangerous on its level then i think he just kind of ignores you because it's like he feels that's just not fair and they're all about honor and shit like that right yeah um so yeah i i think this topic was really cool and you know maybe share with us maybe we'll try to remember to do a question of what are your favorite aliens you know, what aliens do you like the most or which ones creep you out the most? It could yeah. be two separate things. Um, you know, what alien design do you really, really dig? 
and which ones do you hope that you never fucking meet ever and for me it's a body snatcher i definitely pray not the blob i think the blob is ridiculous but um definitely body snatchers scare the fuck out of me (laughs) yeah like anything like they can do the body snatching like either the thing or the pods from the body snatchers like yeah Mm -hmm. all creepy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well this is a good little topic yeah um and i'm interested to see where alien movies go in the future are you done with alien films Oh, I'm never done with them. I'm always curious to see what can be done because there's always something that can be changed up to be something unique. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if they're going to do more Alien versus Predator or something else. Uh, I don't know. I know they're doing a uh, Alien TV series that is going to be uh, supposed to be, I think, 30 years before Ripley in the first film, and it's going to be on Earth instead of in space. So the aliens have already been on Earth before the first movie, which kind of confuses me, but I guess we'll see how they play that out. And then uh, Predator, I guess, is going to do like there's an origin story for predator i forget the name of it tim davis was excited about it and was talking about it's supposed to come out this year but like a kind of like one of the first stories of the predator hunting interesting something along those lines yeah hmm. i'm excited for this yeah so i'm curious this will be fun yeah. um wow man some good stuff coming out this is a good topic we'll have to maybe next time we'll i'm hoping to line up when we talk about werewolves is when we talk about an american werewolf in london Ha-ha. right <laughs> <laughs> because you have some pretty strong opinions about werewolves yeah you do actually right so i i don't i don't know enough about them like i really haven't seen that many werewolves movies to be honest with you so it'll be interesting to hear what you have to say yeah uh, it's a it's a tough topic i think tim davis and i are pretty much on board with the same thing look at tim well tim you could be with us but you're not you're not with us tim you know why me in bed because you're not a friend tim that's why (laughs) he would totally would want a penis wrestle you we want he wants scott wants to bring out his second jaw (laughs) yeah i'll unhinge it for you you need to with tim Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh man that's aussie size (laughs) and i'll give him the extra large american version oh man oh can he handle it mm, he can handle anything nice 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 <laughs> oh, i'll give him good. a raging scott crawford all right oh scotty <laughs> you're so funny scotty's tired i can tell <laughs> scotty's like have we done this yet <laughs> no just stretching i've got i'm wired on my caffeine so i'm just like me <laughs> right well thank you everyone for joining us it's been a slice as always we look forward we will try to remember i managed to remember posting the pictures from the curious yes. store um now we have to just look at remembering to ask people about their alien films it's me is there any anyway we'll talk off air there's got to be a way you can go in and like set a question and then it goes in like a week um i'm not sure if there is any groups i know on like if you created a page where the ones where you just like the page and it'll start showing stuff in your feed Uh, that one you can set two timers uh not sure on group page as well maybe i just need to put a timer in my phone that would also that be would a also fucking help, yeah. easy thing to do right anyway thank you so much as always for joining us we hope you enjoyed this conversation about scottish horror aliens and film um as well as our 2022 watches and what's new and our older watch did you say scottish horror or skeletor because i swore you just said skeletor <laughs> i i hope you like skeletor as well and he-man <laughs> if i did say skeletor which is quite possible today uh because i also created children's shutter with watership down lane over and over again uh it scottish horror 
And you can find us on the Legion Podcast Network. And if you are not part of the Legion Patreon yet, Scotty, what are you waiting for? <laughs> what are you waiting for? It's the best. Uh, please join the Legion Patreon. Horror group, you get our Patreon, Legion Patreon. You get lots of access to different shows. Uh, Scott and I used to do a top five on there, but because, you know, I'm this traveling diva where we haven't had a chance to do any top five. And Scott's been lazy. Well, yeah, and Scott's been busy. Busy and lazy. He's been out doing some fun shit. You know, he's uh, he's living his hashtag best life. Always am. Always am. So anyway, we'll see you next time. We'll probably maybe do two UK horror weeks because there's a lot of UK horror films. Maybe we'll choose like, I don't know. We'll figure out something. Scott, Scott and I will put something together with these big brains of ours and we so will big. definitely so, so big, big and veiny. So big and veiny. And we will maybe be less sexual next time, but we no, make no. zero promises on that. <laughs> We're fucking perps. Me saying that I also have a, a, what did I say? A mouth grabber or a... Yeah, second mouth. <laughs> or a face hugger. That's what it was. Face, face hugger. hugger. Oh, uh, see? That shit's funny. At her own jokes just Are like you this. not going to say that's not funny? Oh, that's Imagine hilarious. me like flinging myself at someone being like, face hugger! <laughs> like wrap my legs around their head. Oh my God. I love it. I think I it's hilarious. It so much. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, you are the best. Oh, thanks, Scott. <laughs> All right. Until next time, um, Scotty, why don't you see us out before we say something else in a break? <laughs> So until next time, kitties, thank you very much for joining us for this wonderful episode. And I hope you stuck with us because we are definitely in a special place today. I don't know what's going on, but we're both just wired. I think we're both tired. I, I haven't tired. slept well this week. <laughs> I've had long, why. I've had long hours at work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So until next time, kitties, unpleasant dreams. See ya.